The Toy Photographers Podcast. We are storytellers. What's up, everybody? This is Dagobah Days with the Toy Photographers Podcast. We have an incredible episode prepared for you guys. We have the one, the only, Mr. Jason Young on the other line. What is up, Jason? <laughs> hey, Dakota. How's it going, man? It's good it to is, be here. It is good, man. It's good to have you on. I know this is uh, this is actually one of my personal anticipated episodes, so I'm glad that you're able to come on the show, and I just I can't wait to get get started here. Yeah, me too. Uh, obviously, we've known each other for a while, so it's just like kind of having a regular conversation, but uh, it's really fun to be a part of the, the podcast, and I love everything you're doing. The last uh, few episodes have just been awesome. It's, it's cool to like hear more about community members, but from their perspective and hearing their voice, so uh, it's an honor to be part of the group. Thank you so much, man. I, it has been a joy to have everybody on the podcast so far, and just the community support has been amazing. Having everybody be able to throw in their their opinions and their insight it's yeah. it's been a real collaborative process. So I'm so grateful that everybody is enjoying it and wants more content like this. So we're going to keep doing it as long as people are listening. Absolutely. Your Instagram account, man. Let's talk about how you started your Instagram account and where you kind of dipped your toes into toy photography initially. Sure. I mean, I think it's it's funny, like even going back and listening to some of the other episodes, um, I think some of our stories are similar in, in terms of, um, you know, a lot of us are like Star Wars fans and with the Force Awakens that came out and new new Star Wars toys and all those things, it right. kind of reinvigorated kind of the kid in us. And at that point, uh, I was on Instagram and I started seeing uh, some accounts actually posting toy photography. It was like leaking into my design, you know, account, my design world. And I was just kind of blown away. Like, oh, that's pretty awesome to kind of back up. I do uh, as invisible element. That's my, my company, my business. I do animation, which call motion design, uh, design, illustration, branding. So I live in that creative space. And so I've been in the, in the kind of uh, production world, but most on the, on the post side. So I'd work with editors, I'd, you know, create these great shows and then I would package them with graphics. And so never kind of behind the camera, but it's something I've always was interested in learning how to use, uh, use a camera, doing photography, doing video and kind of around the same time, that's when all this stuff kind of hit with, with force awakens and, and toys and like, Hey, people are doing this. Maybe it's okay if I do it too. I'm an adult, but I still, I still love it. Right. Right. <laughs> Exactly. And, and it's it's so funny, man, that you started around The Force Awakens because I feel like a lot of people did. I feel like yeah. a lot of accounts started around that time. Do you agree? Yeah, I, I do. I think if anything, I mean, there, there are a lot of guys who've been doing it way before that. I mean, we're talking like five, six, ten years before um, that even kind of cropped up. But I'd say it's kind of a resurgence. It was just becoming more well known. And I think Instagram, you know, helps that with just being able to share imagery along with story. I think that was just like the perfect platform for more kind of eyes on it totally and so um i got ended up getting a camera which i'm still using my canon 6d that was about like i think it was 2015 like uh december of 2015 and really wanted to kind of learn how to use it again understanding kind of conceptually how it works in like video production but never really doing it myself so i got the camera 
and then really was interested in trying to figure out how to do low light photography. And I had some figures that I received. Uh, the first Black Series figure was um, uh, the Boba Fett, like at that point. That, I got that for Christmas, along with like Darth Maul and some of the OG, like original Black Series figures, which I love to this day. Nice. Um, and I, I had those. And I was like, I'm going to try to, you know, seeing what people are doing on, on Instagram with toy photography. I'm just going to do it and see where it goes and just learn as I'm kind of playing with the toys and, you know, had a couple shots and like, this is, this is really fun. Uh, because one, I'm around toys and that kind of reinvigorating my creativity, but then also I'm learning as I'm doing it, you know, kind of adding something else to the, 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 the tool belt of just, you know, creative tools that I use every day. So nice. So when you first started out, did you have anybody that really inspired you to take it to the next level? I know that you, when I first came across your account, you really seemed to have a a grasp of toy photography from the beginning. And like you said, you had that, you had that background in, uh, in media and, and marketing. And so that kind of gave you a step up on, you know, your, your journey as a toy Mm -hmm. photographer. Did you have anybody that you kind of tried to emulate or model your toy photography after in the beginning? Uh, I think most of it was just like kind of discovery at first. So, I mean, obviously, you know, there's, there's a lot of guys like Everybody, I think everybody's mentioned Sergeant Bananas for the most part. Uh, Johnny, he was, as far as like doing like Star Wars toy photography, he was kind of the first um, where he already had a kind of his, his foot planted in the ground. He's been, you know, sharing stuff. And that was some of the, the stuff that I had seen to, kind of to begin with. Captain Chaos, um, Fob Models, some of those guys were some of the original ones that I remember. And it, it was cool seeing how they, they approached toy photography. For myself, I'm like, man, I don't, I don't usually go, I don't want to go outside. I don't really have these beautiful locations. So I thought, what if, what can I do indoors? And again, doing compositing, doing that type of stuff for video kind of was like, you know, I can actually do this with a computer screen. I don't need to like print out a background, even though that works well. Right. Um, I can just pull up, I, I can choose right now. I can go and find like 10 images or screenshots from a movie and then figure out which one works best for this figure which, you know, I like the lighting on this or whatever. And then kind of just worked on using kind of the screens for my backgrounds because um, it just was one less thing I had to think about. I didn't have to build a diorama. I didn't have to go and find an image then print it. It was just right there. And so kind of I was trying to just figure out how can I do things efficiently and, and quick and get something that still looks pretty pretty professional, pretty solid. So Nice. Um, Did you coin that? phrase digirama digital diorama is that something that you coined or did someone else kind of coin that because i know that like you said that that's something that you kind of specialize in is that something that you made up well at the time i mean i don't i don't know um i think (laughs) at the time i was trying to figure out a a good you know for myself a a name for like what i could call it and it just kind of i like wordplay and so that kind of felt right um i think when i used the hashtag i think there might have been like maybe less than 10 people who had done it. Okay. But I don't, I don't really know. There wasn't any kind of like overarching like context of like, this is using a screen for background. It just seemed like it was kind of random. Gotcha. But it, it, I kind of started using that because I was like, okay, this makes sense. And it, it sounds good too. <laughs> so. Well, it's, it's synonymous. <laughs> it's synonymous. Whenever I think of your work, I always think of, well, he's got some sort of digital element involved somehow, even if it's, yeah. uh, you know, you have the practical 
uh, dioramas involved, you do have mm. that digital uh, effect. And I love yeah. it. And I, I really do enjoy Thank your you. your digital dioramas that you do. And Thank it's you. amazing how you seamlessly incorporate those backgrounds into your photos. And I think one of the oh, yeah. first ones that I really just stared at for a long time was the Django Fett. And you had him just mm. placed on your table. It was either your desk or your table. And you had just a lamp uh, positioned overhead. And he was like, had a blaster. And he was pointing yeah. down at the ground. I was just amazed. I was like, wow, that just looks so real. It looked so, it looked in scale. It looked able to be understood. But it didn't look like a toy, if that makes sense. It looked, right, you know, right. it looked like an actual, you know, a performer or an actor on a screen. So, yeah, that I was, think that's that was, also like exactly everything you're talking about. I think that's what I find so much like I get so much joy out of with this hobby is like, how do you take a figure that may look amazing, like a Hot Toys figure or, you know, um, uh, Mezco stuff or really anything, uh, Black Series, take something that already looks pretty good, but how do you kind of sell this this shot or how do you sell this concept and right. doing things like, trying to marry a background with foreground elements with the, you know, the subject in the center and bringing in lights that match the background color. Once you kind of get all these like kind of elements together, you can really sell the the visual um, pretty, pretty easy. I mean, because even if you've got something in the foreground, it's going to give you, it's going to give you more depth. If it's blurred out, uh, it doesn't really matter. It's just something there and it makes you feel like you're actually within this scene um, and then it also helps with scaling too, of course. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's so much fun. And, and for me, every time I, I set something up in my head, I'm like, okay, I think this will look pretty cool, but you don't really know until you get behind your, you know, the camera, like if you're looking at your display or looking through the lens or even getting it on your, on your computer to edit, um, you don't really know how that's going to look until you, you, you see the shot. Um, and that's, what's super exciting. Even if you, you set it up, you know, where everything is, you know, what elements are, are being used. It still feels kind of like a this surprise, um, when you actually get that, that final shot that you can kind of work with. So I, it's fun. It's, it's addicting, man. Uh, on it, so many is. Levels. it is so addicting. Do you feel like you have improved your process and your workflow since you first started out? Do you feel like that time frame that you have, I know both of us have time constraints on, you know, right. shooting. Um, do you feel like your workflow has kind of changed the way you approach toy photography? Are you more methodical? How do you feel like that's changed? Yeah, I think it's, it's a real, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of things that have kind of ebbed and flowed, uh, from the beginning, you know, really dialing in kind of the digirama technique. And then from there, like at the beginning, it was just like mostly using maybe a floor and then the, the digirama image on the screen and then the figures. But then I kind of started pushing that a little bit more, maybe using more kind of physical props, uh, just to kind of fill out the scene. And then, uh, you know, a while after that, maybe it was more about, Hey, a lot of these guys are using physical dioramas and they just look really good. And that being more of the focus with the subject, maybe still using the screen for a sky or just to cast some color. Right. Um, and then, then it's like, well, I really want to do an all, you know, no, no screens. I want to try what is it, what can I get with just a full diorama pieces or, um, you know, it's, it's fun to kind of just kind of play around with different, um, different techniques. Um, I'd love to kind of do more, uh, you know, kind of outdoor explosion type stuff. That'd be fun. But, 
it's it's just a little bit more difficult to actually make that happen. But yeah, it, it's it's so much fun. And those to just guys kind of that do that. Things. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say it's just so much fun to play with different techniques, uh, and again, being inspired by um, all the amazing guys who are doing other things that I'm not focusing on. Um, yes, it's incredible. It is, and you know with the people that are able to go out and do the outdoor photography and, you know, versus the people who are not able to do that, you know, it's, it's a different workflow. Like people that are able to have that, you know, environment where they can manipulate every single and, you know, setting and every single, uh, every background, you know, like you were saying, you're able to control uh, the, the end product so much easier versus going out in the elements and you really have to have a feel of mm-hmm. how the day is going to go, when the light's going to be there. And it, yeah. I feel like, you know, not saying that one is better than the other because they're they're two entirely different types of shooting. Right. But I feel like when you're able to go out, you know, outside in the elements that you, you know, it's it's almost like uh, it's almost like painting, you know, like painting a portrait, but you have no idea where it's going to go. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you don't, you don't yeah. have you really have an idea you like you want to feel you have an emotion that you want but you really don't know because there's so many variables when you're out in the elements yeah. versus shooting indoors and having those shots you're able to you know manipulate kind of and control it. exactly and people that are able to do the outdoors uh and able to control it and master it it's, it's yeah. amazing it, it, it is truly amazing. is it's a different level for sure i've tried it many times and i <laughs> i don't feel like i've succeeded so far but I definitely enjoy doing it. Yeah, I feel the same way sometimes, honestly. So those guys, props to everybody who goes outside and shoots. Um, yes. You, you're incredible and inspiring, so keep that up. <laughs> Incredibly inspiring, for sure, for sure. So do you approach toy photography uh, for the enjoyment aspect of the process, or do you do it more for the posting? Because I know a lot of people enjoy oh. the process of toy photography more than they enjoy like the community aspect. And then some people love the community aspect more. What do you feel like you enjoy more? Um, the nice thing is that I actually enjoy both sides of it. Oh, <laughs> that wow. doesn't really uh, answer your question, but um, no, the process to me is exciting. Again, being more kind of creative minded, I love to, I mean, just the, the whole process and trying to figure out how do you, how do you get this shot? Um, trying new, uh, you know, like I said, tick, uh, trips, trips, <laughs> tricks and techniques, uh, right. or even just new, um, new tools. So, you know, if you're using like practical, like fog or fog in a can or things like that, uh, sure. seeing, seeing how that changes what you can produce. I love that side of thing. I love the creative, um, like being the creator and, and bringing it all together and seeing what you come up with. But I would say what keeps me in toy photography is the community, not necessarily posting the final shot and getting, you know, comments and likes and all that stuff. But it's this type of thing where you and I, we met over our love for toys, right? And right. We're, we're talking about it. And it's something that I think everybody needs something that they're passionate about, that it's not about making money. It's not about getting notoriety. It's about something that you just love to do. And knowing that there's another, um, you know, there, there are a ton of people who come from different walks of life that do this. And we have this really great community who loves to share and who loves to be inspired by one another, um, lift each other up. That's what keeps me in it. Cause I mean, at, at the end of the day, if you're only going off of what 
um, your return on investment is, like if you want to put it that way. Sure. There are some shots where I'm like, hey, this is a great shot. And it gets like 230 likes. Right. And some other ones get over a thousand or whatever it is. It doesn't really matter the numbers. But if you're just basically kind of going off those metrics, then at a certain point you're gonna be like, okay, why why am I doing this? Yeah. And the reason for me is the community and the relationships. So I love that. I love that. You know, having that burnout kind of happen whenever you're trying to just gain momentum and likes or followers it's yeah. it's exhausting and yeah. it, it's a never-ending goal you know what i mean like is oh, ten thousand yeah. going to be enough twenty thousand thirty thousand when does it end and at the end of the day like you said the thing that's the most enjoyable aspect for me too is being able to you know connect with people like you like-minded right. people who enjoy the hobby and who enjoy creating uh content that's going to inspire and uplift and be able mm-hmm. to you know I love what Jesse said on the previous podcast. You know, he, he does a picture and it helps somebody through their day and it just gives yeah. them a little boost, you oh, know, man. and that to me is worth it. You know, the investment that I made, the figure that I purchased, the diorama I made by hand or whatever it was, yeah. that to me was worth, you know, that investment. And so that's amazing, man. I love yeah, this definitely. community. People that don't really uh, understand the toy community, maybe that are looking out from the outside in, man, I just encourage you just to get involved in the people that are out there putting out great content. They're so accessible. You know, if you want to be able to learn, just send us a a message and we'll help you, man. Just be approachable. Of course, Um, you know, be respectful. You know, you don't want to, yeah, you don't want to foster a community that's disrespectful. That's something I, I definitely don't want to have, especially on, you know, our personal you know, pages that we like to do, like we want to be respected and we, we will show you respect as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And that's, that's another thing I would say just in general, um, the community is great at sharing at, at, uh, interaction, uh, inspiring, uplifting, but also, yeah, you're, you're right. I think everyone recognizes the amount of effort that we put into our own work. And so even if somebody's inspired like, Oh wow, that shot that you did, it was great. I want to try that too. And a lot of times people will, will will attempt it and say, hey, I was inspired by so-and-so. Um, yeah. You need to go check out their work. And so over and over again, I'm seeing more of that type of attitude versus, okay, I'm learning this new thing. I learned what looks best as snow, like what, what uh, you know, is it flour or baking soda? I figured this trick out, this technique, and I'm not going to share it with anybody. <laughs> like usually it's the right. complete opposite. Like, hey, guys, I checked, check this out. This is what it looks like with flour. This is what it looks like with baking soda, whatever it is, you know. Um, people are so, so willing to just engage. And, uh, like you said, usually if somebody gets, shoots me a DM and I see it, like I'll, I'll reply and say, Hey, you know, thanks for reaching out. Um, even if it's just asking a simple question or whatever it might be. So, um, again, you, you know, obviously you give people respect, then that's how you'll get respect too. So exactly. Love the community. Love the community. Me too, man. So I'm curious, how long does it take, we kind of talked about this earlier about your process, how long does it really take uh, on a timeline that you have a shot in your mind till you get the shot, you know, ready, you get the process going, and then it's able to be posted? Like, how long does it take you? Because I know it takes me, you know, let's just say I have an idea. I'm always got ideas, right? So we're all, as toy photographers, we always have ideas and shots that are kind of like maybe a bucket shot or a shot that we've been wanting to do. But whenever I set up and from that timeline, it normally takes me about 
10 hours from being able to shoot and edit and then post. How long yeah. does that take for you to do? I'm curious. Yeah, I it's fun because I've kind of experimented with it a little bit. Uh, obviously, the more you do a certain technique, the, the more efficient you become. Or if you're able to, you know, keep things set up overnight or for a few days, um, like sure. if you're shooting in a room or something and you can just leave all the lights up, that makes the process a little bit more, um, you know, more efficient, I guess. But, um, you know, honestly, so and I'm sure most people are like this too. I mean, I'm also a collector. I love just, just having the toys and being able to, to, to have them in my office. Like as I'm working, I usually have like a few figures that are on my desk in front of my, <laughs> in front of between nice. me and my computer monitor. And it might be a few figures that I plan to shoot next. And they're just kind of there. And I might, if I'm waiting on some client feedback or just need to take a little break, take a figure, maybe pose it, just see what I can do with the figure. And, you know, that kind of helps me uh, before I actually get to setting up the, the, the shot, helps me kind of visualize, okay, oh, this, you know, maybe get Spider-Man in a certain pose and see what angle works best. Like what's the best silhouette if he's, you know, all crouched up and he's got his arms out and his one leg is forward and one's kind of um, bent back behind him. Like what angle provides the best silhouette? Nice. Uh, so I can I can kind of do that while I'm in a sense like during the day, like while I'm working more or less. Get it? Um, <laughs> and so, um, I usually will have a figure there that helps me kind of just while I'm coming up with the idea, help me feel like once I step into the room, when I'm going to start shooting, I've got a couple of, um, options from there setting up, uh, depending on what I need to do. Uh, it can take maybe 30 minutes to an hour just to kind of get everything right and then take a few test shots, see how uh, things are looking and then maybe, you know, do some adjustments. And then after that, I'll probably spend two hours if maybe, you know, maybe more, maybe less depending. But when I set up, I like to get more than like one or two shots. Right. I want to use that setup again. I like efficiency. I like to get as much out of it as possible. Um, so maybe even use uh, the same setup with like the cantina or the smuggler's retreat, but shoot four different figures that work with it with a similar setup or maybe different angle, maybe change the color of the light. So it doesn't feel like the exact same thing. Um, so I, you know, kind of just, it depends, but, um, I do this all at night after my family's kind of gone to bed. So I've got a little time where I can just focus. Nobody needs me. I don't have to, you know, I don't do it in the morning where I only have like 30 minutes before I have to take kids to school. Um, so I've got time and it's, it's really up to me, like how late I want to stay up <laughs> to do it and then just right. do it in the morning. Um, so do that, get the shots. And then once I, maybe it's the next day I'll pull all the shots off the camera and put it on my computer. I use Photoshop to do all the editing, the raw editing and, and adding effects and all that stuff. It's just what I've done for years. So it makes the most sense. And I'm, I'm fast at doing that. Uh, and then I might spend maybe for each one, maybe 30 minutes just to touch up uh, most of the time. I'm sure all of you guys can, can, can relate. There's always tends to be like dust or little fibers or things like that, that you don't see until you actually blow up the shot on your screen. You're like, Oh, come on. Or yeah. like a reflection of like the, the, the hyper real Darth Vader that I just shot reflections of the ceiling fan in his helmet, you know, like Aww. stupid things like that. You don't notice until you actually get it up and you're working on uh, kind of the editing side. So, you know, spend anywhere between like 30 minutes to maybe an hour on some of the individual shots. But then I've got 
you know, five, six shots from that session, the shooting session that I can kind of post over time or save a few and post a few weeks afterwards. Um, but again, just try to be efficient with the time that you're spending because we spend a lot of time doing this. So that's true. And yeah. I've noticed that you uh, kind of have moved away from your three uh, post theme shots and you've kind of gone more of a individual shot per shot. And when I say that, mm -hmm. I mean your Instagram layout. So the way right, that when you right. look at your feed, uh, you used to do the uh, the three shot themed. And is that something that you kind of just over time uh, moved over uh, just because of necessity or how, what, sure. what was the reasoning for that? Well, I, it's funny. Uh, I still, in my mind, I'm always thinking, okay, I still want to have my rows nice and tidy. And actually the last, uh, la like the Vader and the, some of the Power Ranger stuff I, I shot recently, I did three of each of those. Okay. But sometimes what I'll do is, so if you kind of go back through, once I've completed a row, I'll have like maybe a grouping uh, where it's like two on a row and then one kind of straggler. And then right above that, there will be two more from maybe that session. So there's like a grouping of four and then two that are stacked on each other that might go together. Or it might be one row that's like completely just random, but then I start back up with maybe a full row or, you know, it kind of will, it will change. I'm always using that mindset, but I was getting to the point when I was like, man, okay, I, I take a shot. I've got to get three shots every time I shoot. You yeah. Know? And it was, it was, it was just kind of silly. I'm like, I don't need to do this. And once people see one shot from a setup, if you're showing the same thing, if it's just a little bit different, it's right. not as interesting. So unless they're like really dynamic and maybe a little bit different, maybe the same figure, um, maybe I'll just do like one or put now that you can do multiple images in one post. You couldn't do that before. Um, then you can, you know, have like five images from the session just in one post. So, yes, uh, you know, you yes. don't want to spam everybody. It, that can get annoying when it's just the same thing over and over again. So. That's true. And I'm I'm glad that you said that because I have attempted to do this three shot theme uh, Instagram groupings before. And it's yeah. it is exhausting because, yeah, right. <laughs> you know, you do have that one, you know, perfect shot that you had in mind. And then you kind of have to frame that perfect shot with two other side yeah. shots. And it's it does get repetitive, especially when you're, you know, looking through someone's feed and you're like, you kind of know what's the filler shots and what's the shots that right. are like, you know, B -side, expert. C side, yeah. Exactly, exactly. And um, I think for me, I've kind of moved away from that too, just mm -hmm. being able to focus on, I love what Trevor Williams always talks about is that quality over quantity. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And he is a master of that phrase. Sure like is. he will only post the quality, you know, he doesn't just post a post and something that mm -hmm. I kind of look up to him as a, as a, uh, forerunner in that aspect and, you know, growing as, as artists, that's something that we kind of have to balance and juggle is like, I want to post cause I want to put forth my creativity, but at the same time, I want to put out what's something that's going to be enjoyable and something that's my best, you know, right. because you don't want to just throw something out there that it's just, filler you know exactly yeah so. so i mean i'm always just because of the type of personality i am um i'm always curating everything i post and thinking ahead of what's going to be next or what my row will look like um so people still can see that i i feel like i've i've got there's some intentionality behind when i post 
versus just like here's a shot post here's a shot here's here's one right um i still am, am curating in a sense but uh trying not to be as obvious with it so <laughs> and going back to the mantra of the toy photographers podcast that we are storytellers that's something that you kind of emulate so well is that you're always telling a story in your shots it's not just you know just shots that you throw up there you have some sort of element of storytelling that you're doing and there's a lot of emotion i think that's why so many people are able to connect and to enjoy your content so much and that's one reason i do you know is just the storytelling aspect and the imagination just kind of is able to run with your shots when you post you know like right now i'm looking at a darth maul shot that's a portrait even though there's not a lot of context right. the emotion that's kind of uh you know, emitted from that shot, you know, I'm thinking, oh, what is he looking at? What is going on? You know, what is he thinking? And the storytelling aspect is what I enjoy so much of it. So that's something that I really appreciate from your content. Well, thank you. I mean, that's, that's what I, that's what I respond to as well. Um, there are times when I'm just posting a figure because I think, Hey, let's, if this was like a product shot, how would that appear? You're not sure. really focusing on, okay, what is this, this character thinking? So there are, those that are just nice to kind of like, I just want to take a picture of this photo or take a picture of this character and, right. you know, set that up. And I love, I love that. But also, you know, that can get kind of dull for me. And so I like being able to take, it takes more time, but I like being able to think more conceptually of like, okay, what would be, what would be funny to put this character? Like what situation would be funny um, or interesting? Or how do you, bring a couple characters from different universes together. Um, and that ultimately, I think, one, uh, people respond better to. Um, there's so many people in the community taking amazing, amazing shots. And they may just be like, hey, here's the figure, uh, beautiful scenery, um, you know, action pose, action shot, whatever. And it looks amazing. But I think it's really the stuff that stands out are the things that have a little bit of thought and um, concept behind it. Right. Um, because it just it's just different from what um, you know the, what a lot of people maybe tend to lean towards, but uh, again, not taking away from from their craft at all. But I, I'm just drawn more towards, like you said, kind of the the storytelling or the 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 thought behind what the the scene is, I suppose. And you know, it's proven that emotion, you know, is kind of the key to long-term memory. So if you have an emotion tied to a shot, you know, you're going to remember oh, yeah. that shot. And um, I love when you're able to either get a laugh or a maybe yeah. even a, a, con <laughs> a contemplative shot where you're thinking, hmm, you know, what's going on here? And that's, to me, the most compelling, you know, content is when you're yeah, I'm not the best personally at at the at the funny shots. I I tend to to lean more dramatic, serious, you oh, know, sure, sure. hero pose or, you know, Batman standing over something and brooding or right. You know right. what I mean? But but the people that do the uh, the people that do the you know the funny shots like you've been doing a lot of great content with that that hyper real Darth Vader, which is so funny oh, thanks, with man. the with the little things that you included in those shots. Um, do you do you feel like there's some people out there you want to give a shout out to that you love uh, that are the more humorous Instagram accounts? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously there's a, a bunch of guys that I kind of run run with uh, quite a bit. Um, so every day I'm I'm talking with um, Spencer Witt, uh, Switpix, 
Isaiah Takahashi. Yeah. Uh, Bluxers. I joke. I, I sometimes will <laughs> call him Black seriously, but uh, uh, yeah. Zay, oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, Richie, so Nose Rain, and yep. Jax, Plastic Action. I mean, everybody, I, if you're in the community, you're familiar with those guys. Uh, I, I talk with them regularly, like probably every single day. Um, those guys, each one of them, they inspire me. Um, and again, I think so much it's not really even like one person or, you know, three people. If you ask me to tell you what are, you know, the top three people that inspire you or whatever, that I, I, I stress out even thinking about that because there's so many people who I greatly admire and greatly respect who are doing such great work. And even, um, you know, people who are building their own dioramas and focusing more on that people who are building, um, little props. Um, you know, Dwayne shoots toys recently. Uh, he's been doing it. He's always been doing really elaborate setups and oh, printing, yeah. you know, printing out, uh, you know, wallpapers and posters and all these making these, uh, little, little props that are just, they're gorgeous. Like again, that that's inspiring to see. There's people who are doing Lego toy photography that are just insane. The amount of time it takes to build like a, a Lego diorama I know, and then and light it and um, that type of stuff. Or like I said, even the practical um, going outside and, and figuring out how to shoot with fireworks um, or indoors with dioramas. So there's, there's so many guys doing it. Um, and I, I think their, their work all, it speaks for itself. So the ones that are humorous, uh, the ones that take it more seriously, the more that are um, indoor versus outdoor, uh, there's just, there's so many great talented folks that, um, I get to talk to and, and kind of interact awesome. with so and inspired by. So nice. I, I tend to, I guess I don't put people in boxes. I wasn't meaning that at all. Oh, sure, but sure, I, sure. What, what I meant was just really when I ever, whenever I think of people that are, you know, humorous i think of like the hot kenobis or like uh yeah yeah i think great. of um you know like you said you mentioned plastic action he's got some yeah. great shots that always crack me up with his plastic ballers uh yeah. shots that he does and uh you know when you when you branch out and start doing different theme shots you know it it doesn't really put you in a box because toy photography is limitless there's this endless yeah, amount of creativity that you can put into it and um for me personally, you know, I, you know, I sort of gravitate towards the more humorous ones because sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, you, you may be having a tough day. You may be having, you know, something serious happen in your life and seeing a shot that's going to crack you up is take you away for a second and, from reality and, you know, just lighten your mood a little bit. And then you're able yeah. to get back into the day. Um, yeah, that but that's nice. something I enjoy. Um, so I'm curious, uh, just kind of changing topics here shortly sure. um we mentioned in a previous conversation between you and i you know our our love of star wars the black series that lined yeah. um, of figures um do you consider that to be your favorite line of figures to shoot or do you have another favorite uh line of action figures and you know what is the reasoning behind that? I'm curious. Sure. I mean, I would probably, I, I would have to say the Black Series line has been my favorite. It kind of got me into it. Um, Star Wars is my favorite IP. Um, and there's, there's, there's so much content that you can shoot around in the Star Wars universe. 
so I've got a lot of those figures. I mean, I've got almost almost all of them. <laughs> I'm kind of slowing down a little bit, <laughs> but um, those those are just fun to shoot at the price point. You know, twenty bucks a pop. Uh, sometimes you get them cheaper than that. You know, if you find good deals, uh, it makes it easy to kind of expand your collection without like completely breaking the bank. Uh, yes. I wouldn't be able to shoot uh, just like strictly hot toys or one six scale um, like some of these amazing other guys. Um, Props to those that can. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm blown away. So uh, the the six inch line, the Black Series, I've got the most of that. So as a collector, um, those are fun to shoot. But you know, over the years, just being in the community and seeing other people, um, you know, what they love. I mean, I know you um, you love all the Mezco stuff. Like that's you know the 112. You love you love that. And so seeing guys like you shoot that stuff. It's inspiring um, because of being in the community. I was aware of it. Uh, I've got, I've only, I've got only got three of them. So I've got the Spider-Man, Homecoming Spider-Man, the Wolverine, the brown and yellow, and then the um, Gomez. And oh, nice. they're they are incredible. Obviously, you know, higher price point, but they are incredible figures. So they are. As much as I love just you know, like the Black Series stuff and Marvel Legends. Um, there's so many lines that are just, they're inspiring. And again, I, I don't like doing just one thing. And so if I'm in, you know, just shooting one line of toys, I get bored with that easily. So kind of branching out, doing other things outside of star Wars. I mean, I love Ninja Turtles growing up and I, the, uh, the 1990, uh, NECA stuff that they put out, those figures are incredible. Um, they're, they're just like the perfect sculpts and recreations of the figures. And I don't shoot them much, but I have them and I, I love them because of what they kind of do for me in my nostalgia and what I remember. But, uh, you know, again, like the, the Mezco stuff, so highly articulate, like highly detailed, I should say yes. that they just look amazing in shots. They um, do. So I, I like variety. Um, but if you were going to say like, what's, you know, what's the thing I collect most, it would be definitely Star Wars Black Series stuff. Gotcha. So you're more of a 112 scale kind of guy versus the one six. I know you have a few hot toys. Yeah. Um, yeah. Figures. I love them. So do you prefer to, to shoot the 112 versus one six? I would say yes, because a lot of it kind of logistically with having scaled, um, you know, scaling up. Sometimes that could be more challenging than having more like diorama set pieces that are two 112. Um, even if you need something like a little, a sofa or whatever it might be, like you know, there's like 112 like scale dollhouse accessories you could buy or you could go to the hobby store and, and grab things. So sometimes it's easier to get that type of stuff. Um, and uh, I'd say it's kind of the primary line that I collect, one for price, but also kind of availability of, of other like other props and, and things. Um, and also it's just, it, uh, I feel like you can, you can either go really tight and get some nice, like medium or tight close up shots of the figure at that scale, or you can go really wide and see more of the scene when you go up to like one six, I feel like you're kind of in the, maybe a little bit tighter, but you're able to see more details and they look so good. So, um, but yeah, one, one twelve is probably my go-to for sure. Nice, nice. Yeah. Me too, man. I love the 112 scale and I've kind of, you know, gone back and forth and I, 
I tend to have a rabbit trail mindset whenever I'm looking at figures or pre-orders and yeah. I'll get excited about a certain line and then I'll remember, oh yeah, there's this coming out too. And it's, as a collector, it's impossible to be able to keep up with every single line and every <laughs> single series of characters. And I think that's one of the more enjoyable aspects of the toy photography community is being able to see other people pick up figures that maybe you were interested in, but you just didn't pick up because of budget constraints or whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah. And then you see them doing those shots that you maybe you had in mind. I've seen that happen yeah, many exactly. times where I was like, oh, I wanted to do that shot. I'm glad they did it. And it's yeah. not like I'm jealous at all. I'm actually happy that they made the shot that I wanted to make. And so I don't have to, in my mind, go out and purchase the figure because someone did it right. Exactly. Um, uh, so it's, it's funny to to look at it from that aspect and enjoy toy photography as a community and as uh -huh. a creative uh, collaboration. Yeah, it really is. It really is. Well, we're going to take a quick break and we will get right back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. Stay right there. Welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. This is the second part of the Jason Young interview. Get your cup of coffee ready because this is going to be an invigorating interview, my friends. Jason be. Young, you're back. Yes, I am. And actually, we're going to flip it around a little bit. So, all right, everybody, welcome back to the Toy Photographers Podcast. We're with Dakota Spicer. Welcome. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> much. Actually, I was interested. Um, for some people, they know that you're um, Dego, Dego Bidet's Customs. And so something we have been able to work on together, which has been a blast, is uh, a little project you've been working on for the uh, last few months, right? Yes. Why don't you tell us a little, about, a little bit about what it is that we uh, collaborated on together? Okay. Well, I'm going to have to go back to the very beginning. So, okay. man, I was working at a factory a couple years ago and was just kind of I saw this post of my friend and, you know, she, she's like an inspirational person and was like, you know, if you want to like move on with your life, like you really just need to dream yourself out of the mm -hmm. old season mm -hmm. and into the new. I know that's super spiritual. Maybe people who aren't like into spirituality, or whatever, I'm just like, you know, just ignore this segment. But I was like, okay, how do I do that? Practically speaking, how do I dream myself out of my old season and into a new season? So I was like, okay. I love toy photography. I love action figures. I love dioramas. I've always wanted to make dioramas. And I just grew up in a very creative household, always creating, always making things by hand. And um, I love Star Wars too. So I just kind of started just daydreaming while I was working at this factory. And yeah. I was like, what could I make? You know, maybe it'd be cool to make a Star Wars, you know, diorama that people could, you know, not only recreate certain scenes, but use as, you know, a multifaceted experience to be able to, you know, create scenes like with the black series figures or figure arts. And, yeah, uh, and at this, at this real quick, at this point, you've already kind of been a part of like the community. So you'd seen yes. people doing toy yes. photography and probably building dioramas as well. Right. I had, and yeah. I was, you know, at the time, I was not as involved in the toy photography aspect. I was more in the to the creative aspect of creating things, and right. so it kind of, you know it goes back and forth in that process. And 
Um, so what I did is I had reached out to you and I think I reached out to a couple other people. I've just kind of picking their brains about, you know, how do I do this? If I want to do this, what do I do? And you had hooked me up with, uh, with FigureWorks, and he, mm-hmm. let me just say is the most incredible dude, uh, hands down. Yeah. Really is. He's, He's awesome. such an incredible guy. So humble, so approachable. And I just reached out to him. I was like, dude, I have this idea. I want to make a diorama that's based off of, you know, the cantina scene in A New Hope. And he was like, okay, well, this is what you have to do. And he just started laying out all the framework. And, you mm-hmm. know, you know, long story short, we basically started brainstorming. And uh, we had we had a product that we could be able to create. And so he he gave me the, the scene-specific dimensions for, for the scene. And I was so grateful because he had all of this knowledge and I was able to just take that knowledge and be able to create. And, you know, I went through a couple of, uh, of different processes in, in creating There's different versions that we made along the right. way. And we came up with this modular version uh, of the Smuggler's Retreat. Man, it's just, it was so much fun to be able to do that process. And now, so moving into the process of actually pre-orders and everything sure that was that was a learning process that was an oh, extremely yeah, that was an extremely fun but also taxing learning process because i had to just be glued to my phone for every dm and every single you know opportunity to respond to cust- potential customers and you know i'm i'm i was learning i was you know learning yeah. the process of how to be able to be an independent diorama maker and yeah so i was gonna say if if i may i would say the other the other thing about that is that when you started and we started you know you you, you sent one to me we started you know shooting it uh, along with a couple other guys and really it kind of opened our minds up with it being modular and kind of creating these different scenes taking those shots giving them back to you and it helped you um have things to actually uh, put forth and for them to come to the community and say hey building this together um kind of collaborative you know with with all of us and yes. people could see what they could do with it and I think maybe part of it was like maybe the presentation um, and everything you created was at such a high quality. Um, I'm not saying like toy photography, but just the piece that you created, um, such a high quality that people responded so well to that I think, I mean, you were, it sounded like you got quite a few um, you know, people who, who actually purchased and who were just really excited. You got reposted uh, several places. And so yes. I mean, you just, from the beginning, you were making a solid product and doing that, um, you know, and it's, I think, in, you know, the collaborative way that was, that was pretty cool to see and be, you know, honestly be a part of. I was, I'm so grateful for the opportunity to be able to work with you guys and the C3B bros and being oh, able likewise. to send you guys those prototypes and you guys gave me some great feedback and I was able to adjust and like some of the things that you had mentioned, like for instance, the in uh, inside wall I had left unfinished on your guys uh, mm, dioramas yeah. and so you're like hey it'd be a lot better if you went back in and just kind of made the whole thing you know have that texture and that feel so that way you could have more opportunity for different shots and so that was a great feedback you know learning from my mistakes learning from little things and I make all these by hand I don't have any instruments like that are right. machined everything's by hand so it's it's Unique, a one of a kind exactly each one is unique each one is painstakingly uh created and crafted uh for each customer and so yeah going to the to the process of the pre-orders you know 
I didn't realize when I took on this project how I was going to really do it, you know, and that's kind of my, I wouldn't necessarily call it a, a method, but it's kind of my way with all of the things that I do. I just jump in and I figure it out along the way. You don't have to really know yeah. everything to know to be able to do something. And, you know, people are willing to work with you when they know that you're learning and you're Absolutely. approachable. Absolutely. And so my customers, you know, I'm still, I'm still crafting uh, orders and still still shipping out orders. You know, it originally I was slated. I wanted to finish the entire project by summer, but it's kind yeah. of I've had some family issues come up and it's pushed back. Right. It's pushed back a lot of orders. And, you know, being so involved in my family and my my wife's mother actually got uh, cervical cancer. And that really, you know, kind of basically halted a lot of production because she moved oh, in yeah. with us and we were, you know, taking care of her. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, not to get too heavy, but just sure, that sure. process alone. It's so life, like man. learning, yeah. it is, and learning how to manage and juggle all of the orders alongside of doing uh, all my other things that I'm doing. You know, it, it's definitely right. been a process, but I'm so glad that I never gave up and I never, I never threw in the towel because it, I, it, at some points it really was stressful because I want, yeah. I want, I, I hold myself to a very high standard and mm-hmm. I think it comes from my upbringing and my family and I have, you know, my grandfather was in sports journalism for 20 years, and he's just a master at speaking and and someone that's very influential in his craft. And I hold myself to a very high standard um, because of because of his his influence in my life and all these other aspects of my history, my family history. Sure. So when I whenever I don't feel like I'm you know performing and creating at my best. You know, I get very stressed. So oh, sure. it's been a, it's yeah. been a learning process. It's been a, you know, there's, for instance, like even the uh, the little metal bars that go behind Han Solo's head when he's sitting on that scene. Yeah, yeah. You know, I had no idea how I was going to do that. Like whenever I put the actual pre-order process up, and I I didn't actually have that because I remember I I had done a different version of it. What I what I had done was using wood wooden dowel rods. Right. Right. And those were, you know, they were they decent. They, yeah, worked. they worked. But they worked the, okay. the nice the upgrade, what you figured out, like all those little details that you added and then um, some of the 3D printed pieces that you um, worked with um, Figureworks on. Like it just, again, like you're talking about, you continue to push yourself and elevate your craft, listen to feedback. And ultimately all that does, just kind of like with the community, ultimately we're we're building each other up and you can see the difference from where you started and where you are now. And I imagine where your head's going for the next thing. You know, I can see that you're just always um, paying attention to those details and wanting to just improve things. Um, And so that's, that's another reason why I think even though all these things, you know, life happens to all of us. It does. You've always been really good at communicating with your um, obviously the clients, but also the community too. Like, Hey, I'm working on this stuff. Um, You know, kind of got behind on some things just telling people like, Hey, I've got to put this off for a little bit. And if you're, if you're just communicating and letting people know and being cool about stuff, you get a lot of grace back. And, um, I know that's probably stressful for you as well to feeling like, Oh no, I've got to tell everybody that I've got to delay it by a little bit, a little bit. But I think we all understand that life is, is the the first thing we got to do. And then we do this, um, kind of for fun and enjoyment. But, um, I've always appreciated about, about you is that you, you genuinely care about people. 
you care about providing, uh, um, you know, a great product and great service. And, um, yeah, I think that's another reason why you are also a great pillar of this community as well. And thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate that. It doesn't always feel that way. And, you know, our minds can sometimes be, you know, the, the worst, oh, yeah. of, of worst of critics. And so I appreciate you saying those things. Um, it's yeah, something that I love to do. And when I'm doing it, when I'm creating those dioramas, I get such joy. And I know that when that person gets that diorama and they, you know, are able to create or maybe, you know, some of the people that have gotten these dioramas just strictly use it for uh, display. And that's great. Oh, too. yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, it, it's something that I just have a, a deep appreciation for all of my customers. And I, I want to make sure that they feel taken care of and, you know, they're appreciated. And, you know, anybody that wants to get anything personally designed and made by me or FigureWorks, you know, we, we take it seriously. You know, we really do. Yeah. It, it's an investment. It, it shows. Know, it's an investment. And, you know, it's not something that... It's not something that we want to, you know, just put out product that's not enjoyable because I want to enjoy it. If I'm enjoying it, then I feel like maybe someone else will enjoy it. So definitely, definitely. Well, it like I said, it is, it's so fun to work with you. And I know um, there's some other things that uh, you're working on, I think. So uh, yeah. you know, anything that we're able to kind of collaborate on in the future is always just a blast. Um, so I'm excited. I'm definitely a proponent for you and uh, everything you're doing for the community. So. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah, I I will give a little teaser. If uh, if you're a oh. fan of Han, if you're give, if you're a fan of Han Solo and you like the Star Wars the Black Series stuff, uh, look out next year. Pending everything gets finished with uh, sure. the Smugglers Retreats, I want to open up a pre-order uh, hopefully in February, and it's going to be uh, Return of the Jedi theme. So I'm not going to give any more specificities. Okay. Uh, it's like going to be tease. something. Yeah. yeah. Return of the Jedi Han Solo. So you might understand what I'm saying. Um, okay. Okay. But, and then I'm we'll also going to put that be, one on, on ice for a little bit. Yes. We'll put that one on ice. And <laughs> I also, uh, I want to do a Batman themed diorama, yeah. like a, a big, project and it's going to be limited so i'm i'm you know when i started out the smugglers retreat i just kind of opened up you know infinite amount of pre-orders sure. i got 25 orders of the smugglers retreat so i was very blessed to have those many orders um but i didn't realize you know like i said the amount of time it would take to do those um sure. so i'm going to do a limited run of both the the next two pre-orders so it'll probably be anywhere between 10 and 20 that's uh, awesome so you'll, you'll keep us You'll keep us posted um, probably here, uh, Toy Photographer's Podcast, uh, Toy Photocast, but then also like Dig of the Days, Dig of the Days Customs. Um, yes. You'll make sure and keep us updated, right? I will keep everyone updated. There will be plenty of time to pre-order. I will probably have a two-month window to pre-order, so that way awesome. uh, everybody can get the funds necessary to be able to place a pre-order. Nice. Can't wait to see it. Uh, it's going to be amazing, I can already tell. So. Thank you, man. Thank you. I'm excited. It's going to be fun. So I'm going to go ahead and switch the mic back around. So now we are going to finish our incredible interview with Mr. Jason Young. Hey, how's it going? Toy good to podcast. Hey, it's good to have you back. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So I have a question for you, sir. Um, sure. I asked The Amazing this, and that episode has yet to be released, but I asked okay. him this, and I wanted to ask you this as well. Because sure. I'm curious, um, do you see yourself as an influencer, and how does it really affect you 
you know, being an artist with that big a following on Instagram, do you see yourself as that? Is that something that you are constantly aware of? Um, if we're talking about influencing, I mean, I guess there's different ways you could, could, could approach that. True. Um, strictly speaking, I mean, I think there have been a few times when people will send me DMs and say, what do you think about that? Like the hyper real Vader, uh, and I might talk to them or, or they might send me, uh, I had a couple people who sent me messages and said, okay, I'm, I was on the fence, but now that you, you know, did the unboxing video, you took some photos and I can actually see with my eyes how things could, could be if it's, um, you know, with, with them, they can kind of envision it. Uh, you, you push me over and I'm definitely going to buy that. So there've been a few times when I know specifically people have, have said, okay, if you if you love that that figure, if you love that dial, whatever it is, then I trust you and I'm going to do it. Or hey, tell me about those lights that you got um, that you've used for the you know the last setup or you know grass mats or whatever. Uh, people might reach out and I can say, oh, you sh- here I got them here. Then you know a couple minutes later, all right, I just purchased them. So from a from like a strictly like influencer doing what you're supposed to do to get people to buy product, maybe I. It's happened a few times, but I do the same thing with anybody who who has something that's interesting and I can say, oh, man, that would make my process better or make my shots better. Nice. Uh, so I think in a sense, everybody's kind of an influencer. It's always hard because obviously I've got I've had a good relationship with um, Hasbro and, you know, some other um, some other companies and like your toy link and towering toys and, you know, some other people that I've been working with over the years that. It just had good relationships with. And nice. so from an outside perspective, people might say, oh, well, he's working with these companies and getting product to shoot and all that stuff. And I mean, yeah, that's that's cool. I don't know if that makes people say like, oh, hey, he's he's a real influencer. He's a social media influencer. <laughs> My wife yeah. actually will, will kid me about that. Um, say, oh, will she? Yeah, like she, yeah. Hey, this is this is my husband. He's a social media influencer. Aww. I'm like, stop. stop. She's proud it of just you. Sounds so funny. Yeah. She is, and I I love her. But yeah, I mean, maybe from that extent. But um, again, I, I just love. I'll kind of go back to it. I just love being able to share uh, techniques I'm using, products I'm using. You know, and and also be honest. So even there's some stuff that I might get. I'm like, eh, I don't really. Doesn't really do much for me. Or this thing broke immediately out of the box. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with people. Um, so who knows? You know, it's interesting that you look at it that way because, you know, there's so many people that do uh, look at people like yourself and other people whenever they get the products in from Hasbro or from who, right. whomever, you know, they do really take your opinion seriously because you're able to get those hands-on reviews. And uh, I know like I had mentioned D amazing earlier, you know, people really take seriously his thoughts on a figure. Oh, yeah. And, his reviews are, are awesome. Oh I man. They're so good. And you know, it's so funny about him is, you know, he only reviews the things that he really enjoys. And that's mm-hmm. something that you can kind of, you know, tell whenever he's doing a review and he focuses on the good, you know, more than the things that he doesn't enjoy. And, sure. uh, being i i guess when i say influencer i don't necessarily yeah. mean that in a negative connotation because a lot of people i guess see being an influencer as someone that just kind of pushes their opinion on everybody and that's not what i'm saying i'm okay yeah yeah when i say an influencer i mean someone that is a positive force of spreading basically 
your thoughts on specific subjects and people taking those. And of course, you're going to make a decision whether or not you want to purchase something on your own or what are, you know, even from a creative aspect, you are influencing people creatively, you know, through the way that you do toy photography and you're behind the scenes. So from, from here on out, anybody that's listening to this, when I say influencer, I mean that as a good thing. I don't mean that as a negative, as a negative thing. Maybe it's gotten a bad rap. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's possible. I mean, but yes, I would like to think, I I just love, I love people. I love talking. No, I, I, I love engaging with people. And so I think just with where we are in society, it's so easy to jump on and hide behind social media and, um, really say what you want and be ugly. And man, they just, we need to not do that. And I think that's, what's so enticing about this community is that we're more, I would say we're more positive than we are negative. I, I hope that when people reach out and they send me messages and, um, have conversations with people, I hope people get that. I, I don't ever want to come across as, you know, anything other than, Hey, I'm just like you. Exactly. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Like, like, you know, there's always going to be people who have a better, bigger following or more, more likes and more, you know, more relationships or whatever it is. Like it doesn't really matter. Um, I just hope people just recognize that, um, I'm just part of the community as everybody else is. So Exactly. And there's no like Instagram royalty out there. I mean, of course, people like people like to consider followers as something to base a specific type of following. You know, what I'm trying to say is it doesn't matter. It really doesn't. And, you know, people in this community, I've mentioned this before on a a previous podcast, you know, followings, they they happen, you know, as you progress, you know, as your content gets mm-hmm. better and more refined. Of course, that just happens. Yeah, you know, it's just a part of something you can't control, you know, on Instagram, especially with today's algorithm and the way that it's yeah. regulated. And, you know, basically it's a money pit. If you want to spend lots of money, you could get tons of followers, <laughs> exactly. you know, but it's not worth it's not worth stressing about no, all that stuff anyway. No, so it's not yeah. worth stressing at all. And I'm just glad that you do see yourself as someone that, you know, is able to make positive reinforcing opinions and and being able to really encourage and and craft a community that's going to be potentially could last for a very long time. I hope it does. I think so. I think so. Do you have any wins? Like when I say wins, do you have any like big moments that you look back on your, on your journey as a toy photographer? Do you have any moments that you look back and say, wow, I just got to pinch myself real quick. Did that actually happen? I would say the biggest one, and obviously because I'm such a uh, Star Wars fan, you know, every, well, they pretty much have done for the last few years, kind of open submissions for the Star Wars fan awards. Yes. And so <laughs> it's funny. I had an idea to basically recreate instead of just like toy photography, uh, recreate almost like a, a kid's or like a Kenner old retro Kenner TV commercial. Yeah. And use the, use the products and kind of feature those to make a long story short, you know, created like a little 12 second spot, you know, narrated it. And I actually was taking the figures with my hands and moving the characters around the scene. And I'm kind of intentionally trying to be like kind of tongue in cheek with it. Had my boys record some audio for the characters. And really I took like about a day or two out of my actual work day to do it because I was just so excited about what it could be and, you know, put all my client work aside, uh, nice. good or bad and created this little piece and, um, ended up submitting it for the fan awards. And I won for the best, 
or a fan. Uh, I forgot exactly what it was, but basically one for that that category. It's so a cool. short short video. And again, it was it was interesting because I submitted it and then waited a few months, and then they said, "Hey, you're you know all you're part of the the voting," and then voting went on for a while, and then waited a few more months, and then got uh, a notification like, "Hey, you actually won." But wow. you have to wait a couple months before we actually announce it and, you know, make this little video and then we'll, we'll kind of put it all together. So it's funny because it would, it felt like it was like maybe over the course of like six months when I created the video and then once it was announced. Um, so I kept kind of forgetting that I'd made it and submitted it and was, you know, part of the, um, kind of the, the group of winners and then actually announced that I, I won. And so every time it was kind of like this little pinch, like, oh my gosh. Star Wars, starwars.com. Like I'm, I'm on I the know. website. It was, that was pretty wild. And what, what I really appreciate about that is that it, it really is a testament to kind of bringing together what I do full time as invisible element, but the, also my hobby and my love and my passion, um, for toy photography. Um, and then also Star Wars is just kind of an IP and it all kind of was, it represented me and the toys and then bringing my kids into it to help. Um, you know, with family and it kind of was just like a really great piece that represented who, um, who I am and to be able to win that along with several of my other friends, um, who won awards in their own categories. Like this is just, I still kind of look back and it's kind of incredible. So that was probably my biggest win so far since doing, <laughs> doing this thing. So for people that want to see that video, how can they access that? Um, let's see. I think. If you okay, so I've got on my website. I believe I've got a link, um, and I'll I'll go check and make sure it's there. But okay. uh, on my website, workmoreorless.com, uh, I think in the about section, you can go to. Um, there's some links down at the bottom, and from there, you should be able to to pull it up. But um, yeah, I need to also update my site a little bit, but um, should be able to see it there. Or if you scroll, if you want to scroll on my my feed on Instagram. Uh, you can see it there as well. It's it's down there, kind of buried a gotcha. little bit, but cool. Uh, yeah, that was pretty cool. That's awesome, still man. Is cool. That is, and I got a it's got so a trophy cool. for it too. So oh, you got a trophy? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Awesome. So you know, being massive Star Wars fans that you and I are, um, it's kind of interesting that Star Wars has, you know, basically celebrated the fans in this way. And it's it's nothing more than just you know saying we were appreciative of you, and that's what Star Wars. Yeah. I feel like, yeah. you know, I wasn't jealous at all because I didn't even you know put a submission in. I I, I was so happy that you got that award, and you oh, know the thanks. other people in the community that won. I think Zay won, and Trevor won, yeah, and, Trevor and you know, I can't remember. There was a couple other people. Um, was there any yeah. more in the toy community that 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 won an award? Yeah, there were. Um, I think um, Chespix. Um, TK triple six. Oh, oh gosh. Uh, yeah, there Sorry. were there were a few other people. Yeah, um, specifically oh, what, in the toy community. Wasn't um, uh, what's his name? Shooting the galaxy. Didn't he win yeah. one? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to remember. If Matthew did. I think he did too. Yeah, it's been a while. It's but, been a while. Um, yeah, a lot of people submitted and even were part. Of, even if they didn't win, they were still part of the the voting. And so we had a lot of people who submitted photos and um, were even just part of um, the voting round. And so that was a huge win for our community as well and just bringing that into light. So 
That's so cool, man. So like kind of transitioning from Star Wars celebrating, you know, that sort of fandom, you know, I I love to, you know, pick the brains of everybody that comes on the show. Like, what do you think us as a community, as a toy photography and toy photographer uh, specific community, what do you think we need to focus on? How can we just be a better community? How can we, uh, practically speaking, you know, just mm-hmm. bring this community up to the level that maybe, maybe it's not at yet. Yet, what do you think? Yeah. Well, I do think we're off to a really great start. Um, I think, like I said, in general, at least the people I'm running around with, I feel like everybody is is pretty respectful of one another. Um, I mean, I know that we still need to make sure we're. Um, you know, crediting each other for reposting stuff, or if we've got, if you've seen something and you're inspired by it, you know, just saying, Hey, uh, I saw this and I wanted to recreate it and, you know, credit the, the artist, nice. um, you know, those, those just things that I think we just should do just in general. Um, but I think the, the biggest thing is just interacting, interacting and, and encouraging and lifting one another up. Um, because it's such a great place to start off, um, in. And I think it, we can just continue to do more of that and not worry so much about uh, what what you're creating and if it's something that you came up with or you're using a new technique or whatever it is. But just people really respond well to to just open uh, open dialogue and being able to to share. And uh, it's amazing to see. I think it's kind of a, a testament to it, the community at large. It's like from when we when I started like in 2016 to now the quality has gone up significant i mean exponentially so right. somebody starting off now i think you guys talked about this in a previous podcast somebody who's starting off now can already has like a huge uh understanding wealth of knowledge from people who have come before exactly kind of the same way and so um you know people people share people are not and trying to keep you know the cards close to their chest but they're they're sharing and, and sharing behind the scenes contents and setups and this is the, the the types of tools that I use and this is how I go about it. And I think that's just kind of in itself that is um, that's just something that's that's really built the community and made it such a, a great one to be a part of. It really is. And, you know, when you mentioned uh, the shout outs, I love it whenever somebody on the Dagoba Customs page will shout out me as an inspiration for their nice, uh, yeah. their build and they'll tag me in it or they'll comment and they'll say this was you know inspired by Dagobah Customs and that to me is the biggest compliment I'm like first of Absolutely. all I got to give credit to George Lucas I didn't make this stuff like you know <laughs> I, I I didn't you know create this from just out of nothing I definitely right. we all are we all come from you know people that are interested in fandom yeah and definitely. to some degree and you know you got to give credit where credit is due. You know, it's so true. And just being able to say you inspired me, that -hmm. goes a long ways when you're able to just say, Hey, this shot was inspired by so-and-so. And And exactly when you do that, you then, like you said, you create dialogue, you, you able Mm -hmm. to, you know, communicate with one another and able to, it gives that person those warm fuzzies, you know, and it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling to say, Oh, wow. Like I really inspired that person. And, one of my favorite shots that I've done, uh, you know, people like to, people have said this before that the, the daredevil shot I had done on my page. Oh yeah. Um, people will sit there and say, that's my favorite shot, you know, or just in general. And I, I, I'm always blown away because I, I really didn't put 
too much into that shot. It was just a simple shot. Yeah. And um, just knowing that it affects people in that way, it really, it's a, it means a lot. It really does. Yeah, I agree. I agree with you. And that is a great shot, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, man. Thank you. I, I love that show. I really do. I really love Good the Daredevil. Stuff. I hope they come back for another season. I bet they will once we get the streaming going. Hashtag so. save Daredevil. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like hope it. it comes back. I hope it does. So what is your views, man? Do you have any like uh, methodology on healthy living or exercise? Do you have like a pretty strict schedule on how you kind of keep up your uh, mental fitness and how do you kind mm-hmm. of view, uh, I know toy photography, it really does affect toy photography, but how do you view yourself as right. a human? Like, what do you do in your routine? I think, um, like over anything, cause it's easy to say, Oh, well I need to be eating better. I need to be working out. Um, I, I don't have like a workout routine. I don't do that as okay. much as I should. I mean, for me, I think for the most important thing you can do is just be mentally healthy. Mm. So there's always things you can improve upon yourself, like physically, um, just routines and stuff like that. But if mentally you're, you're struggling with things and you don't have a space where you can just kind of disengage and just kind of reset, Mm. like that's, that's kind of, to me, I think that's the most important thing. And, you know, obviously what toy photography has become for me is kind of that space where I can just say, okay, I know I've got all these projects that are due. I know that there's stuff going on in our, our family that, um, you know, I need to need to focus or, or get accomplished, or, um, we've got all these, you know, events that are happening. There's all this stuff going around on in our lives, but toy photography allows me the space to step back, kind of reset, just get my mind off of things that I can be stressed about. And for me, that honestly, over the last few years has made me feel, uh, like just a little bit more leveled out. Um, because it's so easy to look at life and look at all the things you need to be doing or the need you need to accomplish. And sometimes that list, it just keeps growing, right? Even if you check something off, you've got like five other things that are taking its place. And so it's not like doing certain regiments are going to actually solve all those problems. Um, it's just going to keep happening and new things are going to come up that you're gonna have to deal with, but you need that, you need that mental time and that mental space where you can just kind of disengage, even if it's just for, you know, 30 minutes or whatever it is. Um, it's super important. And that's kind of, it's funny how that's what toy photography's become. And that's provided me kind of the ability to kind of just mentally feel healthy. That makes sense. It does. And you can definitely feel that whenever you post a shot, because anytime that you upload any content i always feel refreshed and so because you're coming from that perspective and you're viewing this as a positive uh, refreshing outlook and being able to you know just kind of create something that's going to inspire and encourage and i always take away from your shots i'm like man i just i feel good you know what i mean it's a, it's a oh, good thanks. feeling and <laughs> yeah. uh, it, it definitely shows in your content so that's amazing that's so cool I appreciate that 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 right there is like one of the highest compliments. I mean, just that's what I want when I do this. I want it to, to be just an extension of how I feel or how my passion and love for, for this is. So hearing you say that, that means a lot. I appreciate it. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Do you have any tips for people that are just starting out 
doing toy photography that you kind of like looking back maybe had you done this you would have either enjoyed it more or maybe progressed faster do you have any tips um i mean i know the other guys um from the other episodes have provided some other really great tips um but i'd say just kind of off the top of my head um don't be scared to to connect with people don't be scared to send people messages and just straight up ask them hey how did you do this or what are your camera settings um because again people generally uh, are more flattered by that like that's a cool shot. How did you do that? Um, so right. being just stepping out and saying, okay, I want to, I want to ask these people questions. Don't look at anybody as like some kind of legend or whatever. We're all people. So we've got numbers on our, on our accounts. We've got followers, we have likes, whatever, but we're all just, we're all in, in it together. Um, so just reach out, be, be honest, ask questions. Um, the, the worst thing you can do is not do anything. So if you want to get into it, you want to try it. Don't let anything hold you back. Like, oh, well, I really need a nice camera, or I can't shoot with my with my phone. Um, just just do it, and mm. uh, you know, if if you kind of start getting into that routine, you can figure out like, okay, I I really love doing this, and let's just take the time and and start growing your your tool set. Uh, you know, upgrading cameras, upgrading uh, your process, whatever it is. Um, just, just take that first step. And even when I go back and look at my old stuff, I'm like, Oh, it's okay. I, I could do way better now because I've taken those steps and I'm, I am to the point where I've had a little bit more experience and have understood, um, you know, different techniques and I've got a little bit more knowledge. So if I tackle that again now with the three years experience or I could do it better, but it's cool to go back and look at where you started and how far you've come. So even if you feel like you're going to start and your photo's going to look terrible, that's still a cool part of the journey, going back and looking at where you started and how much you've improved. Um, let's see what else. Uh, you know, another thing I know everyone has mentioned, like, you got to be passionate about it. Mm. Like, if you, if you don't love what you're shooting, don't shoot it. That's a waste of your time. Don't just get something because somebody else made it look amazing um, and you want to recreate it. Like, if whatever it is you're, you, you love and whatever you have in your house, if you're collecting things, if it's pops or, you know, black series figures or hot toys or anything, if it's McDonald's toys, it doesn't matter. If you're passionate about something, let that be what you focus on. And then everything else, your creativity will be, will come from that. So don't try to like say, Oh, I want to be a really great one six photographer. Um, if you're not nice. passionate about it, then it's not worth it. So do what you do, what you love and everything will kind of come from, um, your natural, natural inclinations and passions. That is so. an amazing tip, man. I, I really can say that I have transitioned into that kind of mindset over time because I, I really struggled, you know, with the keeping up with the Joneses attitude yeah. when I first started toy photography, cause you know, you see all these figures that everybody's getting and you want to jump in the bandwagon and feel like you're in with the uh the crowd and it yeah. you know like you said it's like if you don't enjoy it if you don't find this enjoyable if you're just doing it to just fit in like man just take a step back you know right be like okay is this really something that i enjoy and you know like <laughs> exactly. like you'd mentioned earlier you know in the previous segment i love the mezco figures and mm -hmm. you know not all the mezco figures are for me you know i right. really yeah. don't like horror figures like i yeah. 
if you same way. follow 112 Collective, I really shy away from reposting anything that's <laughs> the slightest bit scary because right. I just don't enjoy it. So, yeah. you know, I don't have any sort of hatred towards people that do enjoy it. No, no. I just don't enjoy it personally. So, yeah. um, you know, every once in a while, I'll sneak in a Freddy versus Jason just, you know, for the people out there. They're like, man, why don't you share my, you know, Friday the 13th shot? And I'm like, okay, I will. Yeah. I'm just... <laughs> gonna wink i'm gonna you know wince through this but uh um like you said like just enjoying toy photography finding things that from your childhood that you loved and being able to incorporate that because so many action figure companies now are are producing figures at such a premium and affordable way to be able to do toy photography and it it really does seem like the companies are producing it specifically for toy photography and for toy photographers. It's no longer, you know, the collectors out there who are kind of dominating the market. It's, it's Mm -hmm. the toy photographers and it's the people out there who want the articulation and the companies are responding and they're able to say, how can we make this able to be photographed better? How can we make this, you know, able to, look more realistic and that's such a enjoyable thing too so if you're not out there and maybe you don't know what you like maybe you just i recommend you know like jason said pick up a black series figure pick up a marvel legends figure Mm -hmm. go out there they're affordable 20 bucks just go out there pick one up pick up a spider-man figure pick up a batman figure um, and just kind of try try it out. And if you if you don't enjoy it, then you can know instead of investing in a hot toys and saying, oh, I really don't enjoy this, you know. Yeah, right. And then trying to recoup that money is difficult, uh, especially with hot toys. But yeah, no kidding. So yeah, man, that's an incredible tip. And I just want to just kind of close it out here, man, and just sure. say thank you so much for coming on the episode. It's been an amazing, amazing episode. I know so many people are going to gain so much from this conversation and so many people are going to be able to use this as a resource. So just thank you, man. Well, that's very, very kind of you to say. I, again, I just, I love, you know, you and I could probably go on for another couple of hours, um, just because it's, again, it's what we love. And so, um, yes, it's, it's fun. It's fun to do and be a part of, again, it's really the community. It really is. That's what keeps us going. And, you know, I appreciate, um, everything you've done. And now with, with the podcast, just listening back to the the previous episodes and getting to know these guys a little bit better, hearing it from their perspective and through their voice, it gives more value to everything we do. It's not just about what we see on our screens, what we're, we're scrolling through. Um, but knowing that behind every account, there's, there's an actual person and we get to, to hear more about who they are, what motivates them. Um, what they're passionate about. I, just, I love it. I'm, I'm having a blast. So to be on the show, uh, to be here talking with you is, is, a, is a pleasure. So I appreciate it. And likewise, likewise, sir, it's, it's enjoyable. And, I, you know, you said that no one's a legend, but, the, you know, I do consider you a legend. So, so. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. <laughs> okay, well, whatever you want to, whatever you want to call it. But um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm honored to be, um, to be where I am just within the community and it's it's a blast i yeah i don't know where i'd be without it i mean it it would be completely different it's it's become such a part of who i am now right um and i'm not like embarrassed about it or anything so it's uh it's it's pretty cool it's pretty cool it is it definitely is so where can people connect with you on social media and the internet sure well uh at work more or less is my handle on instagram uh that's 
pretty much where most of my content uh, comes from. Uh, I think I've got a Facebook page too. I just kind of post everything from Instagram to Facebook. Uh, you can look that up. But uh, I also built a website, uh, workmoreorless.com. And so trying to put a little bit more content that's relating to, you know, for some of the, the collaborations I'm doing with uh, different companies and things like that, having a little bit more you can dive into with some tutorials, behind the scenes type content. Um, so I'll be pushing the website a little bit more uh, in the coming months, but uh, I already have a few a few things up there now. So I've got some other things. I'd, I'd love to start making a few products and, and kind of playing in that space, but uh, work more or less is where I'm hoping to kind of build out a little bit more. But yeah, that's primarily where you can check out the, the toy photography stuff. And if you're interested in what I do um, with my, my company, Invisible Element, uh, invisibleelement.com and at invisibleelement on Instagram, you can see what, uh, what it is that actually puts food on my table. So <laughs> Nice. Well, there you have it. And you can find me at Dagobah underscore days, my personal account. You can find the 112 Collective Mezco feature page at 1.12.collective. And you can find the Toy Photographers podcast at Toy Photocast. And remember, everybody, we are storytellers. So get out there, go shoot some toys and have some fun. And don't forget, this is a community. So reach That's out, right. send us a message. We'll respond. Have a great day and peace out. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Toy Photographers Podcast. If you'd like to sponsor the Toy Photographers Podcast, please send a message to at Toy Photocast on Instagram or at 1.12.collective to get started. Thank you so much and have a great episode. Peace. <laughs>